That's one way it could have happened. But here's how it really happened. Oh my god, I love that so much. Me too. There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. I'll share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Junk Drawer. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was coming in hot, son. That was Matt. Doesn't look bad on my end. That was Top Gun Maverick hot on my end. Yeah, butts writing checks your ass can't cash. (laughs) Did you buzz the tower? You're (laughs) damn right I buzzed the tower. Wait, is that the right movie? I don't don't remember. I've seen that movie. I've seen the original one like once. Hey, welcome back to Junk Drawer. (laughs) Sponsored by Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be amazing. The money. The money. Yeah, come on, Mav. Yeah, Mav, Mav, get after it. Here's the thing, though. Like, you're going to need to bring... Oh, I'm Josh, by the way. You're going to need to bring your uh, energy down to, like, a five, Tom Cruise, because we're not going to follow you. I am way too high to be talking to you at a time. If Tom Cruise was like, hey, yeah, guys, all right, so here's what we're going to do. Today, we're uh, going to go cliff diving. And it's like, oh, no, we wanted a podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to podcast yeah, yeah. while we're cliff diving. While, while we're cliff diving. It's like, no, that's not going to sound terrible. It's going to be terrible with the wind. He's going to be like, but I developed a whole new sound system for podcasting while falling. And I was like, well, Jesus, Tom Cruise. Okay. That's no helmets. Very specific. No helmets. No helmets. No pants. No helmets. Um, <laughs> nope. Welcome to Junk Drawer. No pants. No pants. No helmets. No helmets. That's our new motto. Um, if you have forgotten since the last time you were here, we pull things out of the junk drawer. We give you the history on it. We banter. We have cocktails. One of us knows what's going on. The other has no idea what's going on. Today, I know what's going on. Josh has no idea what's going on. Most days. Most days. But specifically, coming to this topic. No idea. No idea, but but what, Kevin, what are you drinking? I think that's more important than anything. I'm very excited about this. Today's okay. podcast drink is brought to you by for uh, some dear friends, John and Sarah Savini, who just are leaving yesterday on a, a car plane to uh, head to L.A. Car plane? They, yeah, they're like leaving on, on a, a car, car plane. plane. But they, it's they mostly drove. car, yeah. but also plane. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's just what it is. What but the fuck are you talking they, about? They took a car they to the left... airport and then they flew? No, no, they, they, the song's leaving on a jet plane, but they didn't leave on a jet plane, they left on a car, so I called it a car plane. Oh, well, that was a long God, walk. Jesus. Anyway, what do you have? Well, yeah, you're new. where's your fucking short pier? Uh, so she left, Sarah and John left me a bottle of this Cuban rum, Ooh. the Havana Club. Well, now, wait, are you supposed to, to have that? First off, that looks like it was manufactured in the 60s yeah, during the right? missile crisis. That thing looks like something Ricky Ricardo drank. Right in the living room. This looks like something that you dab behind your ears before, right before you go out. Yeah, like it does. It looks like after face, you have a shot, and it is delicious. So I'm pouring myself <laughs> a glass of this delicious straight Cuban that rum. That bottle looks like something you could get at, at like the Shining Hotel. Like it, it oh looks my God, haunted. Yes. Oh, it's always been here. Josh, I'm afraid to ask you what you're drinking because I just saw something in your hand. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a high noon sips. <laughs> high noon sun sips. It's a high noon. <laughs> Sipping some sun. It's pineapple and, and real juice, vodka sodas. High noon sun sips. Uh, so that's what, uh, yeah, that's what we're fucking gargling this time, and it's gonna be a fucking crazy ride, dude. Because I think we've got, we've got some stuff to do. Yeah, so, we do. Uh, intern, intern, Craig. Let's go to the drawer. What the hell is it? Yo, 
up. Ha! Got it. Wow, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy, buddy. Oh, buddy, what is it? I can't see it from here. No, you can't. You can't. It's uh, he'll he'll show it up. He'll hold it up like like a Lion King in just one second. <laughs> um, it's it's like I said a minute ago. It's this was one of those topics. It was on the list, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, if I have to do this, I need to do this then to explain this. Okay. And so I got to the core of it and realized that the core I forgot was way bigger than I remember. Oh, you got too high for this, didn't you? Ooh, I got too high for the supermarket. Yay. Yeah. All right. So this is what we did. We we. This topic, we're sticking to what we know. So okay. what he's got, what he's pulled out, oh my goodness gracious, he's pulled out of that drawer a little Tweety Petey Whistle. Oh, whistles! Hey. I love whistles! So... Don't even need them. This one was... Dude, like I said, like I forgot how long whistles have been around, how many options of whistles there are all the fucking functions of whistles, all sorts of craziness. So what I did was I stuck to a few that I knew I had in my junk drawer. Oh, cool. So we'll talk a little bit about what a whistle is, and then we'll break down a few of the things that I used to find in my junk drawers that were whistle-related, including the first one will be the including one Including whistles. Including whistles. <laughs> what is a whistle, Josh? Uh, I do know it's something you need to do while you work. To make it better, I also have told that if you uh, need to find a magical bug to give you wishes, you just need to whistle and he will show up. Oh, really? Yeah, is that that's from Pinocchio, isn't it? Give a little whistle, whistle, give a little whistle, <laughs> whistle. Oh, that one. Oh, yes, the terrifying nightmare Pinocchio. I remember that one. Uh, a whistle is just an instrument that generates a tone using a stream of gas. Mm. But they come in all sorts of fucking different styles and ways that gas can be transferred to make sounds that gas normally air but also can include like pressurized air like in a, like like tanks and things steam steam whistles like on old boats Woo-hoo. you said tanks tanks are not known for their whistles oh you mean like tanks oh of an air pressure air. Air pre- yes okay <laughs> you were like you know steam pressed air like tanks I'm like tanks Ta- i don't i don't World War II, it was you hear the you hear the whistle before the thunder, and that's how you knew the tanks <laughs> that's were how coming. You knew it. That was do, it. Do, do, do. No, but they use pressurized Sweet. air inside of tanks. Oh so. sure, and they come in a whole bunch of fucking shapes and sizes. They're like sm- from small handheld all the way up to huge pipe organs. Now I don't know why, but I never thought about a pipe organ just being a series of giant whistles. It's a giant whistle. And I never thought about it that way. And now I can't stop because I'm like, yeah, that's it. Just a bunch of fucking whistles pushing air through at different tones. Have you ever actually heard a pipe organ in the face or have you only heard it in recordings? I've heard one small one in in real life. When we were in, uh, all right, this is going to sound, okay, this is going to sound pretentious enough to warrant me drinking my high noon sunset. Oh, God, here we go. When we were in Salzburg. Oh, Jesus We went to the Dome, and they they were doing a service, and you really, honestly, it's, you know, I love, you know, I love horror movies, and I love pipe organs, and it's just like, it all mixes together. Yeah. But, like, actually hearing a a full-sized one in in the face is, uh, is is shit-taking. You just, you crap yourself. (laughs) You just, just I have to go, I have to shit. Oh, God, it's so majestic. The brown note. Ugh. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's the oh, most beautiful yeah. sound. 
And I thought that was just the coolest. I just I don't know why. I just never thought about it that way. But yeah, that's the way it works. It's just a bunch of whistles. Um, accounts of whistles go all the way back. We we see 17th century Egypt, and we see as far back in China as uh, 5,000 years over centuries used for music, of course, uh, carved out of old branches and gourds, and some of the first ones used uh, carved out of the bones of dead birds, hollowed out. Dark. Tweeted up, dark, but hey, man, you got to use it all when you're back in the day. You, you take that bird, you use it all, you eat it, you make music out of it. That's how it works. Um, and then also, uh, whistles have been mainly used a lot for signaling things, like for whether it's like boat passages and things like that, or just used in some sort of signal form. Uh, whistles were used by the ancient Greeks to help keep stroke of the, uh, the galley slaves. The English would use whistles during the Crusades to signal archers. Ooh. Yeah, right? Uh, and then the naval boatswain uh, uses um, them to uh, issue commands and also salute dignitaries. You've heard on the ships. Oh, yeah. So I have one of those, actually. Oh, you have one of the boatswain pipes? Uh, yeah, I have, I have one from... Uh... Where were we? We were in uh, the Caribbean. We went to the, mm-hmm. we went no, we were in the BBIs, and uh, went to a place, Pusser's Rum, which I think you and I have talked about before. Oh yeah, yeah, delicious. Uh, we went this to is... one. What's that? Oh yeah, no, they're delicious. Just, no, no, I just say this is becoming a very pretentious podcast. Yes. Was, oh, <laughs> we were in the Caribbean. That was the Caribbean, traveling around the was drinking Pusser's Rum, aka the painkiller. Um, yeah, no, we, we went to a, an area, I I don't remember where it was, um, but they had a a Pusser's Rum area, like a stand in, on, Mm -hmm. on the beach. And, um, they had all this, they had like an area where you could go and sample. And while we were there, they had all these old, uh, ship, uh, apparati, like sextants and things like that. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, oh, that's a Botswana's whistle. And I was like, Okay. And I uh, bought one. They're really hard to play, but when you nail yeah. it, fucking terrifying. Oh, oh fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you had you to hear them f- on the ship. Um, yeah, the world of whistles has been a fucking weird little journey this morning. Uh, now we're moving into the things that you would find in your drunk drawer in the whistle land. First one I looked at was the actual original topic for today was those little bird water whistles. Oh, the you warbly know? whistles. Yeah, where you put the water yeah. in the bird's guts and you blow in its ass and it makes yeah. a noise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Those... not like a turkey call. It was like <laughs> it's like a <laughs> it's uh it's like a cartoon bird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's how that you kind do of it. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I used to fucking love those because it was like having um uh animated studios sound effect in your hand. You know, you that's the sound you heard on all the Looney Tunes cartoons. Those actually date. Those are some of the ones that actually date back to the 17th century. Those were original ones were made like a wood and clay, and it's just this little whistle thing that they usually made to be. I don't. As far as I read, it wasn't anything really much to do with the shape, uh, but they just made them look like birds, and you just put a little bit of water inside of it. And the way and there's that that slotted hole so for the air to pass over. And so what it does is when you blow air into the the body, that causes the water to bubble, that causes the vibrations to bubble. And causes the air to wave when it exits, and that's what causes it to warble as it goes out. Um, there was oh, it's been, a lot of them like they're toys now. You get them all the plastic. Does that make sense? You're you're looking crazy. You're like, what the fuck? I don't explain no, no, science I get too it. well. I get it, but I, I'm just I'm like processing the process in my brain. I'm like, okay, so the water does the wave. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Your science seems sound to me, sir. <laughs> I will buy you a project. I'll finance you. Oh, I found this really fucking cool thing when I was looking at uh, 
looking up these bird water whistles because they're also they're just a bunch of other water whistles and um apparently they were very big in incan culture and this guy was showing off uh these different types of water whistles that he had that would simulate the howl of a wolf uh he had two uh, uh one that would uh simulate the sound of a male parrot and one was a female parrot like down to gender like they were a fucking amazing. It had one that sounded like a monkey chattering, and it was just the way it was built, designed, the way they had the hole, and the way the wa- they would transfer the water from one section to the other would push air out through the hole in a certain way to make these sounds. It was really, really cool, and I'm going to throw it up probably on the website at some point. I'll send it over to you, but like, check out these water whistles because I always thought the bird ones were really cool because it sounded like a cartoon bird, but they were able to make these whistles that sound like actual animals. Well, like, you know, bird calls and things like that are just whistles. Right, absolutely. But it was the idea of like making like a water whistle that sounds like a wolf, and you're like, oh, you could like call wolves, and like then you could just become part of a pack and then just really... <laughs> really dive into the wolf culture. It'd be great. Um, so water whistles. Awesome. Love them. Have the little birds. Now you can get them into the fucking game room and things like that with your tickets you trade in and stuff. Uh, and then another one I used to have in my junk drawer. You actually brought it up a second ago. Slide whistle. I love them. And I loved a slide whistle. Why did I love a slide whistle? Because it was a sound effect in a fucking cartoon. And anytime I could make real life sound like a cartoon, I was going to do it. So bird whistles, slide whistles. And that's why I was always like, Mom, i got to have this. Or I'd get my tickets together in the game room and pull them all together. Uh, slide whistles, if you don't know, it's a tube-shaped flute or whistle that has a piston in it. So when you're blowing through it and you slide that piston in and out, it causes the cavity to get larger and smaller and pushes the air in and out, but it's in a sliding notion uh, in the pitch. So there's never a definite change in the sound. It always is bleeding into the other, which is why you get that. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because it's never a good start and stop between the notes. It all just blows together. Yeah, I'm assuming that's like how a tuba, a trombone works, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and if you're if you're a music nerd, I might be getting this wrong, but this is what they said. Uh, and I said by they, I mean the internet. It gets its sound because it's overblowing the third harmonic. There's the di- different the different harmonic levels. Oh, and so okay. apparently on that third level, it's blow it's overblowing it, so it's a little distorted. I guess would be the word, while still sliding back in between out of those fucking uh, tones without cool. the actual sharp stuff, which is, but then you get that comedic cartoon sound. Huh. Uh, those actually date back to the 1840s. Slide whistles do? Yes. And they were manufactured uh, by a, 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 a group called the Diston family. All right. I think it's the, the, the dad's name was John Diston and he and his sons, he put together a, a group of brass musicians. They had a small little brass group. Uh, the dad was the the leader, and then the boys all played their own brass instruments. Uh, one thing that they played was a, a slide trumpet, so it looks like a, a longer bugle. That part of it would slide in and out like a trombone, So, but it made a trumpet sound, like a bugly trumpet sound. So the dad was super into music, and brass especially, so he started designing and manufacturing his own brass instruments. And a lot of uh, the new, uh, from if I read correctly, a lot of the saxophone family is from his design. Uh, he had a, a, a whole series called the Sax Horn, uh, and it was just different types of... You said Sax Horn. Right. But okay. he also started designing, I believe, into the saxophone family. His name again? John Diston. 
John Diston. Okay. D-I-S-T-I-N. Cool. Check him out. But that was the guy that brought you this, the slide whistle, was that he made a lot of instruments that slid and changed tones. And so he made this small little two, uh, whistle that also had that slide on it, and hmm. that became a novelty. Um, but also at the same time, people have apparently been using it in some, <laughs> like a bunch of like classical works. I'm going to butcher some names here for a I second. I mean, they used cannons. Like Every, it's not, right, it's but not hard. slide whistles. Uh, Maurice Le- Ravel's opera, La Infante et les Sortilèges. Luciano's Berano's Passagigio uh, uses five different slide whistles. And, uh, oh, I'm not even going to try to, t- the, uh, a big violin corchet, uh, concerto that I'm not going to even try to, Legate, I think is his last name, but I'm going to try that. But uh, slide whistle, not just for your Looney Tunes falls anymore. Uh, <laughs> a lot of classical, classical music. And the last whistle that I usually find, I, I, this is probably one that was probably around the most, and this is the whistle that when you say whistle, I think the majority of people is probably the most recognized whistle in history. This is one of those regular old referee whistles. Ah, the ref whist. Like when you say whistle, that's what I get in my head is okay. that whistle. It was the same whistle that you saw the Coppel Monopoly blow in, you know. The, yeah, you know, yeah, it has, it's on the lanyard. Yeah, it's yeah, the little yeah. circle Band with directors, the everything. Yes, that's like the whistle. That's non, a non-musical whistle when you say whistle. That's the one people are like, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you're fucking talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, invented in 1870 by a guy named Joseph Hudson. Hudson. He, Hudson. He designed it along with his younger brother, James. Jimmy Hudson. They had a, um, a jo- Jimmy and James, Joe and Jimmy. Joe and Jimmy Hudson. H- Joe and Jimmy Hud's whistles. J and J Hud. <laughs> um, they uh, had a, a company and designed this whistle and named it the Acme City Brass Whistle. Oh, I love that. And it was the very first whistle to be used at an association football match. Soccer. During the 1878-1879 Football Association Cup match between Nottingham Forest and Sheffield. Nottingham Forest shut out Sheffield 2-0. Prior to the introduction of the whistle, handkerchiefs were used by the umpires to signal players for fouls and things like that or when things happen. But in this game, they were like, let's give this whistle a blow. And that was the first (laughs) time whistles were used in that kind of capacity when it came what? to signaling like in soccer games and stuff like that. So when Nottingham Forest destroyed Sheffield two to nothing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they would use a lot of handkerchiefs and things. So they designed this whistle. Well, they used this whistle. Well, this one, because of its early design, not as loud. You're outside in the big fucking huge soccer field and things right, like right, that. Right, so right. you got to be nice and loud. Those are still kind of quiet. Well, in 1883, old clumsy Jay Hud. Jay Hud dropped his violin while he's playing it. Motherfucker breaks into pieces. Boom. And the strings break. Bing. And they all start vibrating. And it's this really loud, shrill sound. And he's like, fuck. What if I could recreate this loud, shrill sound in whistle form? What 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 a long journey to get there. For this guy, right? for this guy, he's just like, what can I do? Wait, I mean, let me get you. Let me uh, let me stop you there. You want to recreate the sound of a broken violin, right? Through a whistle. Yes. Okay. That's what we want to do. Okay. And you think that's a thing we can do? I think I think we can do that. I think we. You can think do physically that. that's possible? It's physically possible. I think it's way simpler than you. It's think. In, we're in the 1800s, bud. This is 1883 to be exact, man. But I'm telling you, I've got it. You ready? You know what okay. we need to do? What do we need to do? 
We just need punch to punch a ram in its face, <laughs> rip its horns off, <laughs> and then just, <laughs> just scream down its neck. Scream and it down just its blows neck. out his back end. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> in your mind, you you knocked out a ram and blew yep. into its face. I was yes. like, no, you take its horns off and you blow, and you're like, no, no, no. no. You want it's got to come out its ass, right? You got. I, I I thought you were ripping the horns off to make the holes to blow through. That's and outstanding. Then, yeah, because that the that's ram's much bigger than its horn. Outstanding. What he did was he simply took and put inside his whistle a pea. Oh, okay, okay. The pee, when you blow hard through it, bangs around inside the whistle, disturbing the air to make a really loud, trill version oh, of the whistle coming the out. That's what ball is for. Okay. It disrupts, disrupts it enough to make it fucking irritating and loud. Right, kind of like when you, so you like put your, in order to make like the sound, you have to put your tongue behind your teeth to like right. disrupt the sound. Right, but if you were to be able to vibrate your tongue like that, it would make that sound shrill. Yeah, yeah, you, you, no, there's so many brass musicians who still can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> but Kenny that ball, G, Kenny that, G, I am not. Yes, but that ball is what the tongue would do, and it would just flitter through all that wind, that air coming through and cause it to shrill okay. and trill up. Also, so, Kenny G is a reed instrument uh, yeah. player, not a not a brass instrument player. Fucking Kenny G. Just wanted to throw that in the room. Just got to make sure in case Kenny G's listening. Do you remember listening. when Kenny G... Held the longest note of all time and yes. took it like a Borders books. Yes. And people went to watch and they were like, this is boring. And he's this like, is mm-hmm. annoying as shit. You're here though. One, a Guinness book record for that. Oh, and he was already Circle so breathing. So famous. Already so famous. Kenny G can get it. I people hate on Kenny G and I don't get it. I'm like, go back and listen to some of the sounds of the Weather Channel and tell me that he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to make sex with his music. He knows how to jam. It's just his choice of weapon, I think, is the problem. Um so the P, it was a P at first. All right, so it was a P at first. P at first, he decided that P is of course not gonna work, so he would carve down a little piece of wood into a ball ball was wooden and drop it in there and that worked great uh but then found out that blowing on it and the wood inside the metal would rattle too much so it was always this big loud rattling noise too so he turned that wood ball into a cork ball so it was softer got a better rattle uh was better for the uh absorption of saliva and liquids the new design he called acme thunderer because the first one was Acme City. Now it's Acme Thunderbird because it's louder. And you know what he did? You know who he marketed it to? You know how he made his fortune on it? Oh, uh, kids. Nope. The police department. Uh, yeah, because okay. that's when that the cops sense. were all on foot. They all had an area they had to patrol, but sometimes they needed backup. They were using some sort of rattle at the time. To make to signal <laughs> right to signal other cops Stop. around, but it wasn't loud. Stop! And that fuse is like, I mean, keep keep that going though. Oh, it's a good beat. It's a good beat. You know? Yeah. But they couldn't hear in other parts of the neighborhoods. So he was like, Yo, I got this whistle that's real fucking loud. And they were like, Sweet. So they took it. They bought it, and now he was manufacturing it and monopolized the whistle business for the police department, fire department, things like that. Hey, man, make your money. And that's how he did it. And that's and those whistles uh, and from that company and stuff are still being used today. Now, here's the weird thing in the whistle world. <laughs> There's a huge back and forth between people, whether it's better to have a P 
or no pee. And, there's, and people are some are like, yay, I don't want the pee. And some people are like, yay, I want the pee. It's very weird. Some are very, like, it's a purist. So, so the, <laughs> they're pros and cons, all right? Pros there was and cons. Ar- there was actual an article written about this. I would hope so. By Patricia Davis in the Wall Street Journal of all places. I mean, it's a major industry, the whistle it, world. Apparently. And the title of the article was For Serious Whistleblowers. And she she states that Dan Kutcher, who was the secretary of the Ohio Wrestling Officials Association, is adamant about using only pee whistles. That he warns association members that if he sees any peeless models around their necks, I'm going to break them. Because he says that a peeless model screeches and says that if you're down on the mat with kids wrestling, you blow it, one long toot could hurt an athlete's ear interesting right so i was like oh fuck there's a whole way of thinking about this you have to think about when you're choosing what kind of fucking whistle you want and reading further in that same article found out that some refs refs actually use both it just all depends on what kind of game they're calling so this one guy uh greg west and he lives in columbus ohio when he's refereeing a wrestling match, he uses the pee whistle because it's not as loud, takes less effort. But if he's officiating a football game, he uses a peeless whistle because it's louder and he doesn't want to have any risk of the pee jamming on a rainy day. I mean, I have a problem with pee jamming a lot. So. Dude, apparently in the world of whistles, it's a thing. And that pee jam. See, that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. Like that, that I can see is like a logical argument. It's like, look, it's not as loud, but I won't, it's not going to jam. Right. It's always going to work. And because of that, and that became a thing because of Ron Foxcraft. Good old Ron Fox. I have no idea who that is, but his name Ron rules. Ron Foxcraft invented the Fox 40 Peeless whistle get out of here that's it what is it's called i fucking love that most reliable peeless whistle money can buy the fox 40 peeless whistle <laughs> it's the best and this is why it came about because ron foxcraft was a referee in the 1979 olympics in montreal he was the guy that was refing the basketball games and apparently okay. One dude went under the, they were going under the basket to shoot up and one dude clocked a dude in the face like he wasn't supposed to. And he had to call that foul real fast so it can nullify everything, but his pee got stuck and he had to start shaking his fucking whistle around so he didn't lose his pee so he could call that foul. And then it happened later again so bad that the crowd started getting fucking pissed and he's like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, This is not a good thing, especially when it comes down like the Olympics and shit. So uh, he worked with an engineer for three and a half years to design a whistle that has three harmonically tuned wind chambers Love that it. are welded together ultrasonically. So Super when you it. blow through it, all three tones play at the same time. And so it's one of the loudest, most reliable whistles you can buy. He says he wasn't not just going for loudness. He also wanted it to be a penetrating shrill. So <laughs> people can hear it, but it's always going to fire when he's ready to blow. So... Um, <laughs> that's the weird world of referee whistles. Then right before the end of everything, I decided, I was like, I wonder, I wonder what's the most expensive whistle out there. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, wait, can I guess? Can I guess yeah. price? Oh, absolutely. Wait, no, you gotta, you gotta do a guess on cost and okay. you can also do a guess on style of whistle. Okay. 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 Cost, I'm going to say it's in the millions. I'm okay. going to say Ten, uh, 
three million. Okay. Three million. I'm gonna say three million. All right. And I'm gonna say it's an Aztec death whistle <laughs> made out of like jade or some shit. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Good guess. I'm guesses. wrong though. I know I'm wrong. Totally right, wrong on both counts, but great. <laughs> um, it Is was it, put... it's a, if it's a fucking crusted uh, ref whistle that's like in the Queen's jewel collection, I'm gonna be so pissed. It was produced by the Acme Jewelry Company. Damn it. It is a sterling silver dog whistle that is encrusted in 470 diamonds that comes in at a whopping $135,000. Okay, well, listen, that makes sense because, like, dog whistles, dogs are a big fucking market. Like, that's a huge deal. Dogs are huge into whistles. They love whistles. High-end whistles. But high-end dogs require high-end whistles. Otherwise, yeah. how is she going to come when you call? Like, if you're like, <laughs> if you're going to the fucking Westminster and you're just like, hey, you know, troub- Troubadour, come. She's going to be like, try again. Oh, and you got Troubadour in this year? Amazing. Oh, she's fucking, she's purebred. You God know this. She's a champion. Uh, but yeah, so diamond-encrusted dog yeah. whistle. Then she's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I, I guess you now respect me. Yeah, finally. So that was the most expensive whistle. Loudest whistle is steamship it's this is the loudest whistle on the market today it's called the hyper whistle (laughs) it is a wilderness survival rescue whistle oh cool it's designed pretty much kind of like that fox 40 it's got multiple chambers that all come together and stuff like that doesn't have a p so it doesn't jam right 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 and if i read it correctly uh it will blast out on a good day 142 decibels. Sounds like a good day to me, if you know many, what I'm saying. Many a mile can be heard when you're blasting, blasting that sweet, sweet hyper whistle. <laughs> uh, We've all been hung over the next morning. We oh, know yeah. what that sounds we like. We know it's like blasting whistles. Um, Josh, so yes. um, that was the end of my research. Oh, okay. Uh, so that means we've hit uh, uh, the next section. What, what do we do when we've done my research? Uh, page eight. Yeah, page eight. Page eight. Page eight. Page eight. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. Just his butt, though. Page eight. I found a cool thing that I didn't know existed, and it was. Page for a new graph. Well, I don't know how new it is, but it's a graphic novel, a YA graphic novel called Whistle, a New Gotham City Hero. Oh, interesting. Okay. From you DC had me Comics. At, you had me at comics. Here's the breakdown of this book. Okay. From New York Times bestselling author E. Lockhart and artist Manuel Pretano. Comes nice. a new Gotham City hero in this exciting YA graphic novel. 17-year-old Willow Zimmerman has something to say. When she's not on the streets advocating for her community, she's volunteering at a local pet shelter. She seeks to help all those in need, even the stray dog she's named Le- Leibowitz that follows her around. But as much as she does for the world around her, she struggles closer to home taking care of her mother, who recently was diagnosed with cancer. In desperation, she reconnects with her estranged Uncle Edward, in quotes, and he opens the door to an easier life. Through simple jobs and such hosting as private poker nights with Gotham City elites, he's able to keep her family afloat and afford critical medical treatments for her mother. Then one night, Willow and Leibowitz collide with the monstrous killer Croc and get injured, waking up able to understand each other. And when (laughs) Willow discovers... They meet a giant Croc man and get injured. 
injured. Like, you're not. You're gonna die to a point That's where that. now her and the dog can talk to each other. Oh, and cool. now they understand now that all those people that they've been working with are like the most corrupt people. And now she's got to, is it stay loyal or is it she fights for her community? She's the new hero in Gotham. Whistle. Whistle. Is her I'm name. into it. That's page eight. That's page eight. I like it. Uh, so that's the whistle. That's also a bunch of whistles that you find in your junk drawer, Josh. Um, I think that's it, dude. Uh, what's, yeah, so we I guess did, we're uh, done that? here. We There's not much eight? else to do. Oh, wait. There's one more thing we forgot. Oh, what's that? Pop quiz. Damn it! Ah, damn it! All right, Josh. You ready Fucking for the pop homework. quiz? Fucking homework. Here we go. All right. Let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, let's see. What naval position would use a whistle to salute dignitaries? Bosun. That's right. Somebody's been watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Fucking, you know me. I love me some naval history. You're doing it. Man. I was going to say, like, so that good. was that sounded like I was setting up a joke, but it's true. I do love naval history. Yeah, it's, no, it's pretty great. Uh, question number two. What is the name of the P-less whistle invented by Ron Foxcroft? The Fox 40. Yeah, the Fox 40. Can't forget a name like the Fox 40. 40. It sounds like a, like a spy group. The Fox yep. 40. All right. But so it's that's just for, a whistle. Two for two. <laughs> the P-less whistle. P-less whistle. So gross. Uh, all right. Here we go. Two for two. Let's see if we can round it out. Number three. Okay. Who won the 1879 FA Cup match where the whistle was used for the first time? Oh, fuck. I knew you were going to do that to me. And I, heard, I was like, make sure you register that in your brain. Because I said and I didn't. it a couple times just yeah. for you. God damn it. It's not Sunderland. It was a shutout. It's not uh, car. Uh, ah, shit. It's not oh. Man U. Yeah, but it's something you know. Yeah, it's something it is you've something heard. I know. Fuck. Uh, oh, I don't remember. Nope. God damn it. You don't know it? No. Uh. <laughs> oh! It was Nottingham Forest. Nottingham uh, Forest. Shut, shut out Sheffield. Two to nothing. Two to nothing. Oh, two to nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Two out of three. Okay. Bad. Damn, it ain't bad. Meatloaf said. R.I.P. Meatloaf? What? Meatloaf. Two what out of three mean? ain't bad. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Yeah, no, the song, Two Out of Three. He does this every episode. Meatloaf's dead. <laughs> uh, so, Josh, that's whistles, man. That's that's the kind of whistles that you find cool. in your junk drawer. That's really cool. Like they they really have they really like a thing that was always there that they we managed to harness. Yeah, the humans managed to harness. They always figured it out, and that was the thing too. Is like like I said, there was so many. Like you talked about the death whistle, which is really fucking right. cool. A lot of clay whistles that didn't have the water in them, but they made that hollow sound, you know. And whistling, of course, as itself using your mouth and your hands. I used to do the hand thing and still do a little bit. Hold on. Nice. Whistle. I can't do the hand thing. I can do the teeth whistle. The yep. I can do that. I can do my regular whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do. I can do a buzz whistle. That's uh-huh. kind of loosely how you throat sing, mm-hmm. which is when you buzz and make a tone. Right. So. Oh yeah, like when you're blowing in the ceiling fan. I mean the the circular fan. Uh, but I don't need a circular fan, fan to do it. No, I can no, do no. it with my own face. There's a the the scream whistle. <laughs> like that one. That's, that's a good one. That's yeah. just a scream. That's, You're just yeah. screaming. <laughs> put a P in your mouth and do that and see where that goes. <laughs> Some P or A P. <laughs> You're fucking it's your world, man. Uh whistles, dude. Uh, uh we're at Mr. Thank Yous. 
Um, okay, I have some mystery thank yous. My first mystery thank you goes to everybody at Chad's Gas and Guzzle on the Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run a, a Discord with a character I do called Chad the Bird, and we have about 90 people now that follow. So if you want and you like Discord, jump on and find Chad's Gas N, like the letter N, Guzzle. Mm-hmm. Guzzle it. And um, come follow us because we'll be doing a Discord only chat, which is going to be fun. Nice. I want to give a, always a big Mr. Thank you to Jason Moody, kick-ass theme songs and such, and uh, just being an awesome dude. Check out all his stuff. Go find him on social media and stuff. I think he's doing some work with Tra- Chirp Radio right now, which is solid as well, too. Chirp. Uh, chirp, chirp, chirp. Which uh, is not quite a whistle. Also, I want to give a thank you, a Mr. Thank you and a big Mr. Shout-out to our mutual friend, Mr. Chuck Patella. Chuck Patella, if Howard you, Street Brewing Company. If you live here in Chicago or are going to be visiting Chicago, come up to the Howard Street Brewing Company. Chuck finally was open, uh, able to open his tap room. His beers are delicious. Yeah, been there a um, few times. Oh, big fan. Big fan, big fan. He's got great beers. He's been working in conjunction with Cafe Soul, who's next door on Fridays and Saturdays, who are putting out some delicious food fare out of their kitchen. So you can come into the Howard Street Brewing Company up on Howard Street, right off the red line, have some beers, Get some good food. Uh, if you're in Chicago, go all the time. If you're visiting Chicago, make sure you make it a stop. Uh, Howard Street Brewing Company out there, folks. Go buy that dude's beers. They're fucking delicious. Get some beer from Chuck only. No one else. No, no one else. Uh, dude, is that it? Is that it? What are you doing over there? You've been writing. You've been writing an essay. Are you doing your episode? Are you studying no, for no, your no, episode right now? No, no, no. I was right googling now? the things you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I want to save it up. I want to send you some pictures. No, that's fine. I love uh, pictures of your boat, Swain. Boat swing. <laughs> Kevin and Josh will reveal a lot about all of the stuff that you forgot. Some of it may come as quite a shock. It's just lying in your junk drawer. Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.